Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Morning Shot. Good morning, and you're listening to Morning Shot. I'm Lin Lee. The British government has rejected accusations that it's planning to ditch its £11.6 billion climate pledge. Now, this comes after a leaked memo revealed earlier this week showed its uh, PM Rishi Sunak was drawing up plans to drop the target, and his ministers were being prepared for the policy's failure. Joining us now to break down the potential implications, should the UK not be able to meet the target agreed at the early COP26, we have Christine Amolavar, founder and CEO of Her Planet Earth and co-founder of Investors for Climate. Now, Her Planet Earth is a global women's advocacy movement for gender equality and environmental conservation. Welcome to the show, Christine. Thank you so much, Lin Lee. It's a pleasure to be invited on the show. Now, first off, the UK government has refuted claims that it's dropping its climate pledge. But, you know, should that happen, what kind of uh, implications would we see in terms of the environmental push, taking into consideration the size of the UK market? Absolutely. Thank you for bringing up this important question. I mean, the new sense shockwaves uh, around the world, you know, um, mm-hmm. as you said, the UK has refuted this claim. Uh, the UK government has refuted this claim. But if it were to happen and they were to drop the pledge, it would be incredibly disappointing. Mm. Some would even say a betrayal. You know, any decision to slash climate funding would endanger the lives and livelihoods of millions of people dealing with um, the climate change at the moment. would, of course, raise questions about the UK government's priorities because investing in climate finance, which is really at the heart of what I'm also involved with, is not just a moral imperative. It's mm. uh, an investment in our shared future. So I feel really strongly about this. And, you know, we're hoping that they do not uh, revoke on this pledge. Do you think you can uh, put this into perspective for us? How far is the UK exactly from this £11.6 billion target? Yes, so so they are quite far. So I don't know if you remember, but in 2019, uh, Prime Minister uh, Boris Johnson pledged you know, mm. to double the amount spent on the UK international climate finance and said that it would be £11.6 billion between 2021 and 2026. So this was reconfirmed at COP26. You know, the UK hosted uh, COP26 in Glasgow. And so today, uh, as of 2022, I believe they've spent uh, only um, $1.4 billion on mm. international climate finance. Mm. And to meet the targets, the UK needs to spend $2.3 billion a year till 2026. So it requires a 65% increase in yearly spending. So they're quite far away from it. Basically, they need to scale up finance majorly to, to reach this target. Based on reports, authorities are saying that the only way to meet it, like we were talking about it, mm. is basically to delay meeting the target, redefine already committed spending as climate funding and cut money for research and development, biodiversity and plastic pollution mitigation. How damaging would you assess those measures to be? Uh, cutting funding on biodiversity and plastic pollution mitigation would, should be avoided at all costs. Because, first of all, the UK had set an example for many other countries in the past by banning plastic and using alternatives, you know, like jute and cotton. Mm. Uh, so cutting the funding would completely be an adverse uh, impact in terms of uh, what they said they were doing themselves, uh, reversal of their own, you know, kind of uh, movements and efforts, which they had been admired for. So completely outweighs the, menis- the benefits of meeting the funding. So this is hopefully not that uh, the way they will go. There are other ways that they can look at um, 
trying to meet the targets, of course. Now, Britain's climate advisors on the Climate Change Committee had also found that Britain has fallen behind in areas like energy efficiency in buildings, rolling out heat pumps, curbing emissions from industry, and increasing the rate of tree planting, which must mm. double by 2025. So among those areas, are there specific aspects that you think the UK can quickly boost in a short time, at least to mitigate some of the climate change effects? Sure. I would say that the fastest and most efficient way would be to continue to reduce its dependence on fossil fuel. Um, and perhaps the second one would be to boost energy efficiency in building by implementing stricter building codes, uh, regulations that promote energy savings, such as insulation, efficient heating. I was t- talking to my daughter in London. Mm. Um, you know, energy prices have gone up like never before. People are finding it hard to even meet their regular monthly budgets. Um, mm. Now they're coming out of winter, which is better, but um, it's been a real issue in terms of uh, energy efficiency for the UK. Now, on a governmental level, can you help us better understand why it's so challenging for them to meet that target? Yeah, I mean, there's a few things, you know. So, as I said, the UK depends heavily on uh, still on fossil fuels, so they can look at alternative forms of energy. So they have actually put a ban on wind farms in the UK, which Prime Minister Rishi has been mm-hmm. trying to lift. So, you know, so they would increase, obviously, um, you know, clean energy would be the way to go, but they're dealing with their own kind of policies and, and bans. Um, their own electric network is an aging network that needs to be revamped, mm. from what I understand. And so even just trying to change the energy mix, they need to be able to get it to the people in an efficient way. They also have to relook at their farming. You know, the UK is a big agricultural country. Um, there are many ways that they can look at growing trees, restoring landscapes, because those are great ways to store carbon as well and reduce emissions. So there are many ways they can do it. It's a complex problem, obviously, um, but you know, hopefully they will look at that and be on track that way. Christine, I know you're in this space of uh, climate and you're a co-founder of Investors mm. for Climate as well. But beyond funding, is there any other workaround? I mean, there are always other ways. Uh, you know, they can look at increasing electric vehicles, um, continuing to encourage UK businesses to transition to net zero, um, reducing natural gas usage. You know, there's so many ways, improving home energy efficiency, what I mentioned, looking at laws and policies uh, to speed up renewable projects. And so I know they're also looking at that, uh, you know, and I, as I said, reforming the electric grid is a big one. There are many workable solutions that require, you know, of course, innovation and, and putting finance sense in the right place. So even if it's tough to hit the £11.6 mm. billion pound climate funding target, which are the, some of the policies you feel can or should be enhanced first sure, to push sure. some of the sectors along the green push? I mean, one of the ways most countries need to look at it today, and I'm not just talking about the UK now, is to look at the UN six areas of decarbonization. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there are smart cities, mm-hmm. energy, industry, food and agriculture, land and forestry, and transportation. Mm-hmm. So even as an investor, a climate investor, we look at these areas, which are really broad, and we all need to, frankly, fire on all cylinders to reduce emissions in an urgent way. Mm-hmm. But of course, one of the easiest ways, as I said, you know, is energy transition. And that should really be number one, in my opinion to make the biggest dents in emissions. So if you looked at in 2022, the majority of the energy in the UK, about almost 80% came from fossil fuels, so coal, oil and gas, which is really damaging for our environment. Singapore, we're using uh, natural gas, which is not as damaging, but it's still not a source of renewable energy. Uh, So ensuring for the UK specifically that they transition and and find other ways to generate electricity that are less damaging to the environment is really the the best way to go. So they need to keep looking at offshore wind, potentially nuclear, carbon capture, hydrogen, 
other low carbon technologies. And so I would say that is the fastest way to achieve that uh, that goal. Uh, I mean, they can continue to look at forestry, as I mentioned. You know, the UK uses 70% of the country's land is used for agriculture. So agriculture is still a big one that they need to look at how, more efficient ways to manage their emissions in agriculture as well. And then new technologies. You know, new technologies are one of the key uh, ways that we can scale up mm. innovative solutions. So uh, nurturing ecosystems of founders and investors. The UK does that quite well. And there are a lot of collaboration actually in this sector between Singapore and also the UK in particular. So I would be focusing on these areas. That would be the best way towards progress um, and the green push. Uh, in achieving the full 11.6 billion gold. All right. Um, Thank you very much, Christine, for sharing your perspectives with us this it's morning. A pleasure. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me on the show. We've been speaking with Christine Amolava, founder and CEO of Her Planet Earth and co-founder of Investors for Climate. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.